So welcome to This is the Good Part, a podcast where we can have some girl time and talk about how to have confidence and influence as women of all ages in our lives, homes, and relationships. It's not always easy and we can feel unqualified, but Jesus just calls us to choose the good part, which is sitting at his feet and learning his ways. I'm Megan. I'm Steph. I'm Jessica. And today we're diving into the topic of righteousness um, from Ephesians, talking about the armor of God, what to put on during spiritual warfare. And we kind of started the last time talking about the belts of truth. So we're going mm-hmm. into the breastplate of righteousness and, and what that entails. So yeah, we're excited to have a fun conversation this morning. I just feel like righteous. It's like for me, when I first, it's like a surfer word, you know, when you're like, righteous. Right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I don't like, even think of that. It's like the turtle in Finding Nemo. He's like, righteous. Righteous, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I really want to know like how that became like a super cool slang Slang? term. Absolutely not. That's so funny that you said that because right before this, I was, I was Googling wrong definitions for righteousness to try and find (laughs) something that like, you know, wasn't not biblically based and something not about morality. And there it is. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Righteous. Righteous. (laughs) It is so dumb. Like what, how does, I, I mean, we live in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, obviously. So mm-hmm. what do we know about like surfer culture? You yeah. Know? Yeah. I had a young adult come to our ministry. I don't know, like months ago. Do you remember? I yeah. think you were there and he drove all the way here to surf on like Lake Michigan or yeah, something. I think in Sheboygan. Oh, Sheboygan. They call it like they call it Surf something capital of Wisconsin. Yeah, or something, something embarrassing. Yeah, something <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> like that's just like I don't know. I like, this so is just not true. The disappointment when he arrived. <laughs> Like, not righteous <laughs> totally sick <laughs> i don't even know i yeah i know nothing about surfing never even tried it mm. looks terrifying nope. have you no tried surfing no. no okay paddle boarding have you guys done yes. that before okay yeah. i can't even walk in a straight line like i am not paddle boarding like, <laughs> it's not gonna happen i will not like a huge life jacket on <laughs> Just wouldn't get. I don't think I would be able to get past the sharks. Like if I was in the ocean. Oh yeah, I, just I like have, jellyfish. I don't no, know. Gross. I've not paddle boarded in the ocean. It's yeah, no. been I'm like you know Pewaukee Lake. Yeah. or you're watching yeah. out for sturgeon. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh, there goes a bass. Uh, <laughs> even still, I'm like grossed out by that. I'm just like you. Yeah. yeah, I mean sturgeons do bite. Fish are probably my irrational fear. Mm. I really like Fair. pools. I get it. I can see yeah. all the way to the bottom. No fish. Nothing's going to touch me. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> I, and if, why? It's like, we're not going to get bit by a fish. They do, I'm not convinced they do, like, of that. They do like get your toes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but not like... You just... <laughs> they are right. not kissing your toes. <laughs> not like they're chomping your foot off. It's like going swimming in the bay where you kind of like can't really see also, the water. It's a little cloudy. It doesn't scare I've me. I've seen people fishing in there. I've Sick. seen what people pull out. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, thank you. No, I don't know if they eat it. They do. They do. They definitely from do. the river too. I think they eat it from all the places. <laughs> Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> not righteous. Not not I righteous. mean, they have put a lot of money into cleaning up the river. We'll we'll give them that. <laughs> They're working on it. They're working, They're working on, on it. it. Oh, so how do we work on ourselves? That's actually probably the better question. Yeah. Cleaning out the gunk. 
What a segue that was. was. That was hey, great. that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Hostess with the She's most. Just like, how can I get them back on track? This is not a fishing podcast. <laughs> we all love the Fox River, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so uh, Pastor Jessica, would you read for us the scripture? You are yeah. the narrator of the hour. Would yes. you please read for us the scripture that we're talking about today? Yeah, um, Ephesians 6. I'm going to start at uh, verse 10. The whole armor of God. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I think there's a few different um, translations. Uh, Mine is the body armor of God's righteousness. What do you guys have? Um, let's see. I've got the breastplate. The breastplate. Yeah. That's yeah. Right too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I think breastplate's interesting. So is body armor actually. Yeah. Uh, breastplate's interesting because it covers your heart, mm-hmm. obviously. And um, Jewish belief was the heart is the, the central place of your desires. It kind of oh, like wow. functioned as your brain mm-hmm. essentially because yeah. they didn't know that like your brain was the conscious part of your being they thought it came from your heart so it's like so when you make a decision it pours out of your heart mm-hmm. so th- I think that's an interesting kind of like context too of yeah of how we're going to talk about righteousness yeah. yeah it has been said to be one of I mean the most important piece of armor because mm. of that mm. um now whether that's true or not I mean Use yeah. your own discretion, I guess. But um, you need all of them. We know that <laughs> all are helpful. Yeah. But yeah. there's some important stuff that it's covering: right, the yes. heart, the lungs, yeah. lots of organs. Ooh, all there. your vital organs: mm-hmm. yeah. breath, yeah, life, yeah, pneuma, yeah. mm. pneuma. Gosh, there's so much that we're gonna get to break down. So, um, what is like? What are some of your first takeaways? Like how? You know, what do you think of initially when you think, okay, I'm going to pray this prayer and I'm going to don the breastplate of righteousness. Like what kind of comes to your mind? Did you say Don? Don. Don. Yes. Like to put on. So amazing. (laughs) It's like a medieval word right there. I'm glad that you said it like that because honestly, when I was first like getting into this piece of scripture and thinking about praying, um, for all of the pieces of armor, Mm. I feel like righteousness is one of those words that I was like, that's an old, weird word. Doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not me. Not. <laughs> well, not yeah. It. But what does it actually mean? That's where I had to start. Yeah. Because if I'm like, if I need to be praying this, if it's covering my important organs, what are we praying for? Yeah. Right. Um, so I looked up a few different definitions of righteousness. Um, the one. Straight from dictionary.com is one who is right. Um, But I think there's a little bit more to it when it's coming from the Bible. 
What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I did the same. Mm-hmm. And um, in all the definitions that I found, the collection was being in right standing with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I can't, how I'm sorry. I don't think you know me very well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I, yeah. like, honestly, I feel like that's why um, it feels kind of untangible mm. until you really dig into, like, mm. well, how does, how do I even get that? How do, how, c- how can I be in right standing with God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so good. Yeah. And I, so I, you know, doing more digging in that, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, we, we all kind of talked about that. We found a lot of things uh, about righteousness in the book of Romans. Yes. And um, one thing that I just, it helps me um, when I'm thinking about righteousness and how could I possibly be in right standing with God is Romans six sixteen. It says, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous mm. living. Ooh. What scripture was that? Romans six sixteen. That is good. Choose to obey. I mean, we had harped on this, right? <laughs> All like, last season. Yeah. Last season, just talking about obedience, but mm-hmm. that's kind of the first um, fork in the road. Are you going to be obedient? Because if you go down the obedient path, these things are just sort of added to you. It's like, you don't just pick up, stop and pick up. It's time to put on my righteousness and, Mm -hmm. um, nope, you you're choosing because you're obedient. And Mm -hmm. then, um, I love that you dove right into Romans because I too was reading in Romans and, um, Romans 1 17 for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of, that's another starting place is, is your faith. It like, there's nothing you can do to earn righteousness. It was a gift given to you through the grace of God, through Jesus Christ. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Which is huge for me to remember that, um, It's given to us from God because to be in right standing with God, I feel like ask me multiple times throughout the day and my answer could change if I'm in right standing with God, you know, like it's, it's hard to have that perfect standard. Yeah. Yeah. When we talk about it coming from God, I'm like, Oh, what a trade off. Right. Like when Jesus died for us, he got all of our sin. Yeah. Though he had no sin. Yeah. And we got righteousness in return. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this oh, isn't sorry. a fair trade. Not a fair trade. <laughs> yeah. It's but true. Wow. What a loving, merciful God mm-hmm. we have for that. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, that's the thing that just wrecks you and like brings you to your knees. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you start to follow Jesus and you realize that like you've carried all the shame and guilt and, emotion for so long about stuff. And God's like, you don't have to worry about that Mm -hmm. anymore. Like I remove that. I don't, I'm not going to see that on you when I look at you anymore. I actually see you as righteous and you're in like a white robe. You know what I mean? And that is like, I don't know, just kind of wrecks you. Yeah. Yeah. It feels unreal sometimes, which is where I'm like, like, that's a bad deal for real. So like, ah, Mm. I must have to like try. So I'm going to start doing things for God. Like I'm going to start, I'm going to, you know, serve here and I'm going to do this. And not that you shouldn't be serving and doing things for God, but sometimes we feel like 
the righteousness that we just get from God has to come from works. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It is so good. And later on in um, Romans, Paul talks about the, David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I wrote down in my Bible, works do not equal righteousness. Yeah. Wow. Because we do get stuck on that of like, but if I did things a little bit better, like I know God sees me as blameless, but he could see me as better, mm-hmm. you know, like, like we're still kind of repenting in our own way and, and trying a little bit harder. And again, like you said, there's nothing wrong with wanting to serve God and we do need to serve God mm-hmm. um, because faith apart from works is dead. So I think there's some interesting, I think it's the heart. It is. Yeah, it's it's is the, the heart, heart behind it. Why Watch are that. you serving? Breastplate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Protecting your yeah. heart. Yeah. 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 From which this all stems your desires, yeah. your like ambition. Yeah. Why are you choosing the things that you're choosing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, something that I was thinking about is what is the difference between God's righteousness and us being righteous in God? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I, heard somebody say Tim Mackey. Okay. If I'm ever quoting anybody, it's probably him. (laughs) Probably Tim Mackey. (laughs) Bible project. Phenomenal. Dude. If you're listening to this, Tim Mackey, (laughs) please email me. (laughs) Come speak at Life Church. We love that. (laughs) I've been trying to get a hold of you. (laughs) Please return my email. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, so the, the Hebrew word for righteous, um, it is, a relationship word. Mm. It's something you can't be righteous by yourself. Yeah. It's displayed with others and it changes among your relationships. Also, he said, God is righteous by letting us sit in the mess we've made, mm-hmm. but he's also righteous by doing something to restore the mess we've made. Mm. I love yep. That. I love that too. So righteousness is the equal, equal parts, justice and mercy is God's righteousness. I just think that's so good. Like, I think about that if I'm like punishing my children, maybe for Mm, something. mm -hmm. Right. And like, I need to punish them because I need them to understand what they did is not right. And I need to teach them how to do it correctly. But at the end of that punishment, I'm going to go tell them how much I love them. I'm going to give them a hug. Yeah. Pat them on the head and send them on their way. Mm, Mm -hmm. Justice and mercy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, we can grow up with that visual depends uh, honestly on how we were parented or how we were taught about God or what we've experienced. Right. Like, do you view God as a out to get you God, like tough love, Mm -hmm. tyrannical, yeah, Yeah. tyrannical, because that's going to make it really difficult to accept some of those concepts about righteousness. And Mm -hmm. you may be like, I'm not going there. Yeah. And I got to tell you, if you're reading the scripture, um, like out of order, or if you, if you just read like one book and then you take whatever that book says without reading the books that come before, you you probably will feel like that earlier this year, I was reading in Jeremiah and I forgot all of the things that had Mm. come before. And I was like, Oh God is so angry. Why is he, why is he doing that? <laughs> like, oh, he, he hates so us. He hates everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then um I You were just, super depressed I when was, you were reading I that was, book. I was crying like every day. Like I was like, God is so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Um, and now I just went back and uh, reread Judges, mm. and I was like, that's why. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. God was so mad. There it is. Got it. Yeah, yeah. because he is full of mercy, but justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And why would we want to serve a God that is anything other than mm-hmm. perfectly just and also perfectly full of mercy? Yeah. Like, you know, we sometimes we want our cake and eat it too. Like, but why can't, you know, everyone just love everyone and this mm-hmm. just be like, you can do whatever you want. And there is no, in my Bible, it says part of righteousness is, um, the standards of right living. Yeah. Like, why do I have to have these standards of right living? Like, why do I have to follow the, the rules? Well, why do you want to serve a God who's just mm. lackadaisical and doesn't really care about anything or anyone? Like that doesn't make sense to me either. So right. yeah, we don't get to like pick and choose the things yeah. that we like. You yeah. Know? Well, it's like the scripture you read in Romans, pick who you're going to be a slave to. Yep. You, you're not going to be a slave to nothing. That's not possible. Yep. So yep. who are you obeying? Yeah. Are you yeah. a slave to money? Are you a slave to to your appearance? Are you a slave to people's perception of you? Mm. Yeah. Or God. Yeah. And sometimes like it's, sometimes it's not that cut and dry, right? right? Like even as Jesus people, we can struggle with like, yes, of course, God is my master, but I just want to make sure that you don't think this and this and this about Mm. me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like we can't be one foot in and one Mm. foot out in order to walk in the righteousness that he has given us, Jesus has given us, I mean, we have to fully commit yeah, Yeah. and be living underneath his authority. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, this is Romans three 31. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather we uphold the law. Mm -hmm. So our faith, our understanding that we're made righteous in Jesus, um, it doesn't take away the fact that we still need the rules. Absolutely. It actually, it upholds it. Yeah. Right. And so we have to see those as like codependent, coexistent, like two things can be true at one time at one time. Like, yes, you are, you were a sinner, but you've been saved by grace, made perfect in right standing with Jesus. But also you still need to uphold Mm -hmm. the law and uphold the right standard of, of living, which is, um, where I think we can feel convicted when we pray that breastplate of righteousness, like Lord search me, know my heart, Uh know my desires father and, and arm me with the the breastplate of righteousness. And like pastor Sunny said a couple weeks ago, she prayed that and she was convicted shortly thereafter on things where she wasn't in right standing with God and man. Even, yeah. Well, know? that's the thing, right standing with God and right standing with man. Mm-hmm. So where am I in right st- or not in right standing with God, but also who am I not in right standing with on earth? Mm-hmm. That's a tough, that's a toughie. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to go there. No, I don't, yeah. you know, it's hard. Yeah. Like, oh, I do everything great. <laughs> no, I don't really think that, but, um, you know, you, you don't want to, it feels a little yucky to have to dive into some of those mm-hmm. things and, and be convicted on that. But it's like, no, I do need to apologize about that or yep. God's right. <laughs> I need to take care of that. Yeah. It's a pride thing. Mm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I prayed the prayer. 
Which in part? preparation for this oh, podcast, good. Good. the the Righteousness Podcast, okay. and I sent a text this morning. Wow! I prayed the prayer a few times. I was like, "But they were wrong too," <laughs> and I haven't gotten the text uh-huh. yet. But and God's like, "That doesn't matter." Uh huh. That's what He said. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> He's like, "Yep, I'll talk to them too." But mm. this is the message for you. Yeah. You want to be in right standing? Yeah. We talk about, um, I mean, like those are like the more practical steps in it. Right. Um, and we talk about it not being about works, but it is about participating. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be a a willing party. Right. Right. Like it doesn't just happen. You don't just float through life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You have to have like upstanding, um, right side up living yes. and, um, and behavior. Mm, and then when you yeah. have upside down living unrighteous mm-hmm. behavior, that becomes an invitation for the enemy to come and yeah. do whatever it is that he wants to yeah. do. Yeah. Like and, giving, giving him the opening. Exactly. And ultimately that's, that's what we're trying to do by praying all of these pieces of armor is stand up and protection against mm. the things of the spiritual realm and the schemes of the enemy. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it says we're battling not mm. against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that should put a little bit, the fear of God into us a little bit. Mm-hmm. As I was reading in my Bible says, you know, we're fighting in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I know about the heavenly places? I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> Where you I, can't eat the fish out of the river. I can't eat, right, exactly. Like if Jesus were here, he'd be like, what do you guys eat? He's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like it's hard for us to, to envision that mm-hmm. of like really what's happening. And honestly, it's probably good that we don't fully know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't fully see. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Um, but don't you want to be armed in every single way possible and armed to the fullest because that should kind of terrify, but also excite you just a little bit. Yeah. Cause we need to remember that the enemies that we're facing against the enemy that we're facing against mm-hmm. is not the people of this world. Absolutely. However, if we are not in right standing with the people of this world, then our breastplate has cracks in it. And so that's good. when the enemy can so come good. in. Yeah. Yep. And what does that look like? I mean, um, have you guys ever gone through anything where, um, maybe you haven't been in right standing and like, how does that kind of like manifest essentially in relationship? Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Right standing with man. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I definitely think it's something that spreads. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You know, um, this text that I had to send became an apology so much more than what actually happened because it's like, if you're holding on to something, the bitterness is going to grow, the the resentment, it it, you know, just you start changing how that scenario oh, yeah. actually happened. Yes. It's um I read this about anger and like why anger becomes a sin is because you stop seeing people as human like Mm -hmm. they in your mind when you're replaying the situation and what you wish you would have said they've lost their humanity to you wow (laughs) that that is I mean it's true because now they've just become almost like a face yeah or a body yeah yeah (laughs) you know yeah a character in the story yeah Mm -hmm. exactly yeah yeah and you can take it out on them a little bit I love that you said uh bitterness and that it can spread because I feel like 
bitterness is one of those things that can sort of root in you, in your heart and just Mm -hmm. sort of, it creates this, uh, the way I see it, I I think of a literal root going down into the earth. Mm -hmm. And if you were to pull that root out, like there's space there, right? So like the root is taking up space Mm -hmm. and it's taking up space that God wants to be filling with something else, but you won't let it because Mm -hmm. you've got a root there that needs to come out. So it can, you know, be poured back into and, um, yeah, how we carry that from relationship to relationship. When we leave that root of bitterness in us, it's almost like we're going to see the same things over and over again Mm -hmm. because the root is still there. Yeah. It doesn't just go away. Yeah. That's so good. Um, I like how you said when you pull it out, there's space, that has to be filled yeah. with something else. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the crack is still there for the enemy. It's so true. So, and what do you fill it with? That yeah. Well, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Make an excellent question for Stephanie. Stephanie. Wow, <laughs> that wasn't like personal. I'm just saying. Maybe you have something. I don't know. No, like you either. know what? I don't, but I, I do. I just don't, can't remember where it is. Um, cause we had talked about this, uh, a couple weeks ago yeah. about hollowing out those spaces, um, and mm-hmm. making, and making room. Um, and one of the gals that we were with had, I feel like it was in Psalms. There was something there. Psalms, Psalms right? Ugh, lots of words in Psalms. Some Psalms. Uh, we were in like 139. <laughs> We've been all over in Psalms. I, I feel like you have to, the word of God is going to be a balm to your wounds wow. and your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that crack, that crevice, like, will you allow the word of God to essentially like penetrate those places. Yeah. Like yeah. be an ointment on mm-hmm. like your, your cut, your hurt, like, and not, it's not to, uh, put down like what happened to you by any means. Cause a lot of times, you know, we carry offense because something really did happen to mm-hmm. us, yeah. but there needs to be healing. There needs to be a pulling of that root, letting God heal that space and then stepping into something that's, that's righteous. Okay. So what do I need to do God to be in right standing in this situation. And it may not always look like going to that person. Yeah. It depends for sure how God's going to convict you personally to grow. I guess, uh, that was something I was thinking about this past week is that uh, God's not telling us all the exact same thing at the exact same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, he has something unique and special for you because he knows your personality. He knows where your crack is. He knows where your wound is. So he may be asking you to do something where you're like, like the wealthy man um, mm. who came to Jesus and said, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus knew that the thing that was holding him back was his wealth mm-hmm. and that he just idolized it and he couldn't get rid of it. And so Jesus said, give away all of your money. That wasn't a command for every single person to give away all of their money. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of that same, it's that same concept of like, yes, there may be a personal challenge for you. And are you willing to step mm-hmm. into that and like be ready to grow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. You said that. Cause I feel like what he's asking you to do, um, will identify the idols in your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Dang. Cause I think, um, like the root of each sin goes back to, or the 10 commandments goes back to an idol. So Mm -hmm. he'll ask you to do different things based on the idol. That's, that's, um, holding you back in this situation. That's good. Can you, can you 
go off that more? Um, yeah, I was researching, um, well, the Sermon on the Mount when he talks about, you know, the, the commandment says, you know, the adultery one, Mm. but I say don't even lust. Yeah. Um, it goes back to the humanity thing. When you start lusting after something, that person has become Mm. an idol. Yeah. That person has lost their humanity. A lot of the sins are um, seeing people as less than human and seeing God as less than God. <laughs> yeah. So, so true. So what, whatever God's asking you to do, there's typically something that's been placed as an idol. Sometimes like wounds can be an idol in our life. Like I don't want people to forget that I've been hurt. I still remember I'm hurt. How come you guys are going on? Like I haven't been hurt. Right. Like don't, so you it's know? like we walk yeah. around showing people our wounds cause we don't want people to yeah. forget them for sure. And they can become an idol, something that we put before God, something that we think God can't heal. That's really good. And again, that's why, uh, that's why we really need to pray, like search me, God, know my heart, know my desires, and then protect me like armor up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's kind of this, like you're getting hit externally. Don't forget about the internal, like don't focus on one more than you focus on the other there needs to be a balance yeah yeah got something Steph nope (laughs) okay (laughs) so how do how do you detect when you're walking in self-righteousness instead of righteousness say that again how do you detect when you're walking in self-righteousness oh versus God's righteousness Mm -hmm. um well, is it self-serving? Yeah. Right. Is that part? Is that correct? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have a quiz over here. Okay. I thought maybe you did Just something I was thinking about. I feel like, um, if you're, if you're, um, self-righteous, it's something that's going to always benefit you and yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what can I get out of this? Um, how does this make me look good or make me look better versus God's righteousness? Like Steph had said, justice, mercy, and there's the, the balance in between there. It may not always like look great to you. You know what I mean? Like, cause you do face that, that part of the justice that can feel a little bit harsh sometimes. Mm, yeah. So how do you pray the breastplate of righteousness? Awesome question. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Megan has already said it, right? It's, it's. Praying that God would search my heart, search my heart for the things that are not in right standing with you, God, and search my heart for the things that where I'm not in right standing with man. Mm-hmm. And then it's taking the time to really listen mm. to what he says, Yeah, because it might not be an immediate answer from him, mm-hmm. right? You have to take that time to, to actually hear what he has to say. And then be obedient to the thing that he's asking you to do, because just because he's pointed it out and now that you realize (laughs) it doesn't mean like, okay, well, it's all great. Check that off. We're Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Like you can't just think about it. You have to actually take some action Mm -hmm. and kind of like we said earlier, participate in that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, each piece of armor, it is intentional. And that's why we wanted to do a podcast on each one, because There's so much richness to each piece. It's not like when I was a kid, I just imagined like the VeggieTale character suiting up in the 
armor. And I was like, okay, cool. I can do that. Right. Um, but now I have more understanding, right. That it's, it's so much richer. It encompasses your desires, your thoughts, your wants, your wounds. Like there's, there's a lot here. And so start to dive into the armor, start to pray the armor and yeah, see what God's going to tell you because he's got something. That's and that's sure. the good part. Yeah, that is definitely the good <laughs> part. <laughs> and also that you're protected. So we love you, ladies. We hope you have an awesome day. Bye. See ya. Bye.